Hey folks, how's it going? Welcome to The Talking Bistic. I'm your host, Sakif. And today we are going to explore the importance of a community for a business. And before we do that, I just want to request all of you to make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell for more podcasts like this. And I want to thank our sponsor, uh, All Innovative Solution, a digital marketing startup helping small to mid-sized businesses with their online presence. And I want to thank a technological company in uh, at um, in Silicon Valley, which is called Revelio. And uh, Revelio uh, is a technological company that provides media and software solutions to any individuals. They're also selling uh, their membership. So if you want to purchase uh, that, uh, the link is down in the description box. Okay, so uh, back to the topic, uh, what is a community? So forming an online or offline community requires much more than simply gathering number of people at a particular place or accumulating number of users for an, for an app. Um, see, if, if an entrepreneur wants to build a successful brand, then uh, they have to uh, if, if they want to build a successful brand, then uh, a strong community, a stronger community is needed. Uh, see, the stronger com- uh, strong community members are always engaging and they're involved with the community events and programs. Um, community involvement serves as an invaluable platform for entrepreneurs to promote their products and services and uh, as well as their company's value. Uh, Today, uh, my guest for this episode is Tony Lynch. He is a community man. He's also an entrepreneur uh, and author and also an MMA trainer. Um, Tony is um, is the founder and uh, managing director uh, for for a nonprofit organization called Memories of Us. So let me just go ahead and bring him on talking pistic. Hi Tony, how's it? How how's you it doing, going, Chief? sir? How you doing, brother? Yeah, good, good, good. Thank you, thank you so much for your time, sir. And yeah, uh, for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, so, Tony, before we dive into uh, the importance of a community and and looking at the business, I just want to get to know you a little better. Uh, so, Tony. Uh, can you um, can you tell me about yourself and um, and where are you from? Like, where did you grow up? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Tony Lynch. I'm 46 years old. I was born in Newport News, Virginia, um, and moved to Colorado in the early 90s. And um, from there, it was just a journey of um, finding my purpose in this life, trying to figure out where I belong. And so, of course, like any young man or any young person um sometimes you got to go out and experience life so i did uh and so that meant you know making some really bad decisions being involved with the wrong people so for a very long time out of my life i was involved in the gangs and um several other things that came along with that so i guess that kind of built the foundation of who i am so to speak and um the people that i came in contact with the friendships that I developed. Um, it was just a journey, the passion. Well, not really the passion at that moment, but the journey of becoming 
more of who I am and what I was going on in this life. So I've started, um, I started a very successful nonprofit, also started a um, personal training business, which is very, very successful and, so, and began writing a book. And so I guess, um, you know, it's the journey of getting to that, getting to this point um, is what it was all about, you know, um, becoming the entrepreneur that I am and um, being able to scale things on a level was a process. It's, it's a learning process. And, you know, being, being successful is um, very hard, <laughs> so to speak. It's, it is it is very, very hard. It you is, know? And it it's is not, hard, it's, yes. Yeah, it's not something that happens overnight, man. And I see yep. a lot of people take this journey and not really understand, but have a strong sense of an idea of what they want to do. But what happens is that a lot of times the people don't want to put in the work to do it. And they That's often, true. you know, blame their failures on other people when it's just a matter of just your mindset. You have to you have to switch things over and have a strong belief in what you're doing. Yes, I, I do agree with you. Like uh, people have the tendency to play the blaming game. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, if you fail, then um, people don't want to admit it. So like they, <laughs> they have to blame someone else for their mistake. Um, and so, um, Tony, you did. Uh, you did uh, start. Uh, you said you uh, have uh, two successful business. I just want to know um, how did you uh, get into the path of entrepreneurship? Um, excuse me. Yeah, no, no not a problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, that means my phone shouldn't be going off right now. Uh, but yeah. how did I? You know, it was it was something that developed over time. Um, and it was a path that I didn't truly understand, but I just knew there was something to it, you know, um, working for different jobs and things like that. There was always something about, I don't know. Um, I didn't feel that other people should have been in, in control of me. So I guess that's where, where becoming an entrepreneur, um, that's where it starts. You know, you, you, there's something, there's a disconnect between someone telling you or being able to dictate what you can and cannot do. And for the longest time, you know, I just thought of, thought of it as, you know, just one of those things that I felt, but there was something more to it. So that's how I started the journey of becoming an entrepreneur. I knew I, I wasn't equipped to be working for people, right? but I just didn't know what I was supposed to do. And figuring it out um, was, was the part that was the hardest, you know, because you have all of these different ideas and you just don't know which direction to go in. And it yeah. took me a long time to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on this one thing and see where it takes me. So eventually, you know, the, going out looking for jobs just wasn't an option anymore. I just went, you know what, I'm, I'm done with all of that. And I started seeing the benefit of being my own person, you know, and being able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it and enjoying it every step of the way. Right. Because we all search for that one thing that we're good at, but it takes a long time. It, it takes a long time to figure that part out unless you're, you know, an early bloomer and you just come out and go, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes it takes a little bit, 
And I was one of those people. It just took me a little bit for that for that um, shelter to break open and find out exactly what what I wanted to do. I I understand, and I'm actually in that uh, phase right now. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to test uh, different things. Um, mm -hmm. And and yeah, when you have to like uh, look at what works and what doesn't, and then oh yeah. Yeah, and then if if that works, and then you uh, you go with that. And uh, Tony, uh, you are you are an entrepreneur. You're an author. Uh, you you are a community man. Um, I just want to know what does a typical day look like for Tony Lynch? <laughs> typical day for me is getting up at three thirty in the morning. Um, and wow. Yeah, three thirty. Well, you know, you want to start your day early, right? You know, uh, yes. and that's that's the beautiful part because your work never stops. You know, and I don't stop until my work is done. You know, and then I start my next day. So I, I typically start my day off. I get up in the morning. I'll probably do my meditation for maybe forty-five to an hour, depending on the mindset of where I'm at for that day. I don't stop until I'm where I need to be in order to carry on through that day. Then I do my yoga. And then from there, I, you know, eat my typical breakfast, um, work out for my hour and a half, two hours, depending on what I'm doing, and then take some time to read. And then from there, um, usually around, I say five o'clock in the morning, I'm checking my emails, making sure that everything is set up for the day, making sure that um, guests are being contacted, making sure that support groups are being scheduled the way that they are. Uh, and, you know, just taking care of the little things in between. And then from there, you know, I, I probably go out and, um, you know, just enjoy the day. You know, uh, if it's sunny out, if it's if it's raining out, I just want to be grateful for the day. So that moment of gratitude, and then from there, it's uh, from there is uh, just making sure that things are in in place for the next following day. So you know, this road to success is not one that stops. You know, you you have to you have to put in the work every day every day because there's you're constantly growing and evolving so you want to stay with that movement as you as you're moving forward uh, that is that is very true um uh like letting it go and then moving on or moving forward and then mm -hmm. it's good that you're a hustler uh and and yeah the 3:30 a.m wow i just uh it's it's crazy uh but um then again uh there's a like a, a there's a saying like uh, successful people are do wake up uh, early in the morning right mm -hmm. and and then i guess um morning shows the day and then you're uh you're fully energized and you're fresh is is that is that correct yeah it's very very true you know, most of your best ideas happen early in the morning, right? So you might as well might as well utilize those things. And also, you know, when you look at your 24 hours, that's all you have in a day to do the things that you need to do, right? So it's okay. utilizing those hours. And uh, sometimes, you know, when you, the benefit of waking up early like that is that when you get done working, right? So while everybody else is getting up and ready to go to work, 
and close my eyes for a couple hours, right? Because I've already got four hours in, you know, I already got four hours in of work. So yeah, I can, I can take a nap and not have to worry about those things. Then I can get up and, you know, continue my day. So it's not like, you know, my day is never wasted. Everything's calculated. Everything's intentional. Every, you know, every little, little piece of paper that I need to sign or make sure that those things are put into place and already moving forward before it's even time to be submitted. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree. Um, Tony, why is it important for, um, for a business to have a community? Well, the, the community is the backbone of your business, no matter where you're at, right? So, the people in the community is going to be the ones going. They, they're going. They're going to be the ones shopping at your store. They're going to be the ones bringing you to business. So, it's very important to have a connection with your community, because anybody can put up a store anywhere, and um, you know the, the possibilities of that store making it is very slim to none. Now, if you're going to put up something, get to know the community first, find out what they need, and then you provide that service for them. It's supply and demand. Right. Uh, and it doesn't make sense to go and sell scuba gear when you're in the middle of the desert, does it? No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who's, <laughs> who's going to buy that? Right. You know, so, yeah. you know, being in the community and uh, to talk and develop that relationship with them um, helps me become a better businessman. It helps me become a better servant um, to provide what they need and not something that someone says that they want. That is true. That is true. Small businesses are the backbone uh, for a community. And mm -hmm. uh, Tony, uh, so like since, since it's the pandemic and uh, like offline community or uh, like community events are uh, nearly impossible to uh, organize. Like so, so people are dependent on online communities. I um, mm -hmm. so my um. I just wanted to know uh, what are the ways entrepreneurs can involve uh, themselves with the online communities? Well, getting involved with their online communities is having the right connections or utilizing the connections that you already have and using that as a branch off to get to where you're going. So when the pandemic hit, yes, it, challenged everybody to think outside of us. But then there was some of those, some of us that were already tinkering around in the Zoom community. And so the transition was just a matter of, you know, getting people to get used to online and um, creating an environment for us to be able to connect with one another. And for the most part, uh, most most businesses that did, it, did adapt after we're able to adapt to it, um, became successful, you know, and um, we were able to grow and stay connected. And yes, it was a little bit different because most people wanted the in-person, but it wasn't impossible. It, it definitely wasn't impossible. It was just a matter of how you utilize, um, utilize what you had. Yes. Um, no, that's, that's, uh, definitely true. And, um, uh, can you tell me about uh, your community, uh, Memories of Us? How did it start and uh, what services do you provide? Yes, um, Memories of Us is a nonprofit based around giving grief support to men. And 
when we talk about grief support, um, I base that nonprofit off of what I've gone through. So when we talk about men in grief, I was the example, you know, I'd lost both of my parents. I've lost all of my grandparents and I've lost a younger brother and I've just lost a child. And so I almost became a number uh, when we talk about suicide, I almost became another number. And it was a, it was the challenge of taking and being able to see the positive in it and being able to give something else out of it. Um, so that's how Memories of Us was birthed. It was birthed in my darkest moments uh, um, after attempting to take my life. And it was a, an opportunity to to give back. So when I when I look at members of us, we are a community of men who have lost loved ones, who have struggled, who um, have found ways or have sought support, and have come together in one one space to talk about what we've gone through. Now, as far as the services, we provide online services um, to the men for free. We um, get them connected with therapists. We provide other resources as well, as far as working with funeral homes to make sure that the men who are experiencing these things um, don't have to the burden of trying to figure out what that extra money is gonna come from to pay for those funeral services, where we connect with churches and everything to provide those services for them. Um, and also we provide financial help to these guys because like myself, I can only speak from from this perspective, when I lost my son, you know, I was a single father. And um, when you, when you're experiencing something like that, you often need more time than two weeks to, you know, um, at least get yourself back together. And for me, I only had two weeks and, and that was because all the bills started piling up. Right. So what, but we what we started doing was setting set aside money from donations and things like that for those men who are experiencing that to give them more time to grieve to not have to worry about what those what the bills are going to be paid. So that's one of the services that we that we provided. And then with some of the partners that I've worked with, um, we provide services in suicide prevention or um, survivors of suicide. Uh, we provide mental health and, and women. You know, we're wow. we're just focused on making sure that our community has every opportunity um, to get support in addiction, um, any area that you can think of, and focus on the healing um, of of our community. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but from when I was a when I was a child growing up, I lived in a community that cared, right? So we didn't have a whole lot of people stealing kids and, you know, the sex trafficking and all of these old craziness going on because the you couldn't go anywhere without someone knowing who you were. And to me, that was the best feeling in the world to know that we was cared for. And we look at our communities today with all the riots and, and carrying on we have a problem. We're, we're losing more people to suicides. Um, we're losing more people to overdoses and things like that. And I want to, I want to make a difference. I want, I want to provide um, opportunities for the, for our communities to start um, banding together, healing and making sure that, you know, 
they have what they need. Makes sense. Yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's crazy how the numbers for uh, numbers of uh, people committing suicide is going yeah. up. Um, but I'm I'm glad that your uh, community is um, helping out, and also uh, um, I I just um, I have a quick question for you. Like, uh, is do you, yeah. is Colorado? Uh, do you consider Colorado to be an urban community, or is it a rural community, or is it a bit of uh, a mix of both? It's a mix of both, um, and I think that's what you'll find when you go across the globe. It's always a mix of both. I mean, you can go, you can be in the suburbs one minute and go and go around a block, and you'll be in a totally different um, time zone, so to speak, right? Um, because the 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 communities, I don't know why, but the communities feel separated, and they only separated by maybe about a block. So it's just that quick. So you'll see that that change everywhere you go. But in Colorado, you it's definitely um you can definitely see it. Um so where I live um in the Waterloo, Ontario, it's a it's a student city. So like I I was a part of a junior empowerment uh, group. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a community where uh where um, my friends and I used to go door to door, invite the kids to uh, to an event, and then their kids used to have uh, used to do fun and activities like that, like fun and games. They used to play fun and games. Um, but uh, right now, it's since you know after the COVID, uh, everyone's at home, um, and I'm I'm not with the community anymore. So like, uh, so that's why like I have joined. Uh, community with Revelio. Um, it's, it's, it's actually uh, in the Silicon Valley. So like um, I am going to their monthly events, uh, but it's more online. And uh, in matter of fact, also, uh, Tony, I, I just want to, uh, I am sorry for your loss, but I'm, I'm glad that you are working through your pain. And this is very uh, inspiring to uh, everyone. Um, I, you are a podcaster yourself. So, like, can yeah. you tell me about your podcast and um, uh, when, like, do you do it weekly or do you do it monthly like my one? Or Okay. Um, well, the podcast uh, is based around my nonprofit. It was a way to normalize the conversation between men and loss. It was a way to show other men that they were not by themselves to open up those doors, to have those hard conversations with our friends and families, but most of all, with each other, right? And so I started Memories of Us podcast, um, uh, let's see, June of last year, at the, at the end of June of last year. And it was just, we wasn't sure um, how it would um, be perceived but we just knew that we wanted to do it. We wanted to, we knew that we had something and yeah. um, it was just a matter of putting it out there, seeing what was gonna happen and magic happened, right? It started growing. So we we drop an episode I every do. Tuesday. And um, so we have interesting people on there. We've just now started expanding our conversations with women and uh, and it's just, our audience have changed. You know, so we're we're trying to adapt with the audience and trying to grow and make sure that everybody there's something for everybody out there. So and I'm loving that the stories that we're coming across um, are just raw, 
are unfiltered, very, very authentic. I mean, these these guests will take you there, right? And um, they, they take you on this journey with them. And I think that's very, very important when we're thinking about people and normalizing the conversation with grief. I think it's important for people to feel um, as if they are being understood. Yes. So, yeah. And like I said, we, we drop, we drop one episode every Tuesday. So four episodes, four to five episodes a month, depending on the month. And um, oh, wow. so we, yeah, we, we're looking on, we're looking to have on some great, um, some great guests and uh, you guys can always catch us on YouTube memories of us podcast. And we are on all your streaming platforms as well. Um, can I, uh, can I share my, uh, you, can I share your email address with my viewers? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Anybody who has an amazing story out there or. Um, or um, definitely. Uh, sorry, did you. Uh, loss and grief. We, uh, we we encourage them to get in contact with us. So the email is um, tolynch46 at gmail.com. And you can connect with the men's groups on uh, Facebook at Memories of Us LTD on Facebook. And um, yeah, come in here and be a part of the community. Connect with other other men, and um, you know, share your story. Be a part of uh, you know, be a part of um, that brotherhood, because you're not by yourself. You're you're not out here by yourself. You don't want to. We don't want you to struggle. Um, go through this alone. You know, um, most of us know what it's like to be beat up by your own mental health be to be trapped in here and in your emotions and being a man um having that feeling you know like everything that you're going through the addiction the just it's normal it's normal for what you're going through so i don't we don't want the men to feel like that they're outcasts or feeling like you know no one understands you'd be surprised what most of these men have gone through definitely uh definitely and i I believe uh, the more they share their pain, uh, and mm. I feel like they'll they'll feel better uh, about themselves. Uh, do you agree with that, Tony? Oh, I do. I I totally do. Um, because it's something about sharing those stories and understanding your own personalized journey when it comes to grief. It's it's something um that feels it gives you a sort of relief, right? Um, because yeah. now it's out there and you no longer have those walls. You no longer have those boundaries you know, or feeling like you're vulnerable because now it's out there in the world, right? For everybody to see, to accept or not accept. Uh, that, and that's totally up to the people that are listening to it. I mean, but in all actuality, it's something that we will all face at some point in time in our life. Is just as sure as you're breathing and sure as you have friends or family, you're going to experience some sort of loss. And um, if you're not understanding of what, what your body needs, um, it can become a very, very um, dangerous journey for most people. Very, very isolating. Um, the struggle, the, the struggle is real when it comes to that. You know, I'm seeing people on both ends, but I've seen just like we talked about before, We've seen an influx in suicides in men last year. We, I think the numbers are crazy. They said um, 39.9 men per 100,000 people in the world um, what? committed suicide last year. So I think we totaled out at maybe 45 to 48,000 men 
who were very successful at taking their own life. And to me, that number is detrimental, seeing the influx over the years. And we as men, we have to do something. We we have yeah. to eventually um, rediscover what our manhood really truly means, breaking the stigma um, and talking. We, we have to talk, we have to support one another. Just like how women, when they go through something, we have to take a page from their book. We have to come together, man. Um, these numbers, these numbers are very scary when we think about it, because if we have another year like that, that means that we've lost over, you know, throughout a period of time, 10 years, I think the numbers will be around 200,000 men, so to speak, you know, and wow. these wow. numbers, you know, these numbers don't have to be that way. They don't have to be that way. But we as men, we have to, um, we have to start putting down the walls and we have to start reconnecting to who we are and we have to find each other. We have to start supporting each other. We do. Yeah. I think, uh, this is the best time for, uh, everyone to help one another and support mm -hmm. each other. Um, I think, uh, I feel like that there's uh, not enough humanity uh, right. in this world. So I think uh, this, uh, I feel like mother nature is bringing uh, the humanity out of us. So, because uh, um, staying at, um, I, I do stay home most of the time, but it, it helps me to uh, reevaluate myself and then think about um, what I've done in the past and then what I should not do in the future or in, even in the present time. Mm -hmm. um, Tony, uh, my next question to you is, what's next for Tony Lynch? Um, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, what's next for us is just to keep growing, keep connecting with other organizations across the world and um, becoming a grief support network, you know, um, a one-stop shop, just like everyone else out there. But I want us to all, you know, come together, start working together for the common cause of um, just being there for our many communities out there and showcasing our, our gifts to them and making sure that um, we're doing everything that we can to allow our communities to start um, healing. And um, from there, the sky's the limit. You know, um, I can see us being parts of huge men's groups out there and just united, uniting us across the board and watching memories of us grow. You know, um, far as what that looks like, you know, I try to put I, I try not to put limitations on on things, but. To see us become. Um, sort of like a household name when it comes to grief. When people talk about grief, I want them to talk about memories of us and say, hey, you know, we have an excellent resource to try these guys out. Mm -hmm. And um, to, to not to sound conceited, but to be the best out there, you know? And not not competing with anyone, just, just being the best in what we do in providing the services that we provide and do it on a level um, that most people haven't seen yet. That is true, and uh, Tony, uh, with with the new uh, administration, like the Biden uh, 
administration of what is the job market right now is it like because i heard that more than eight million people in the states are unemployed mm-hmm. um is, is it is it less now or um those numbers fluctuate man now we're seeing businesses starting to open back open back up but mm-hmm. even with the pandemic and the vaccine going around there's there's still some people that are very very skeptical so a lot of people who lost jobs right now are being forced to do one or two things right they're being forced to close down and lose everything that they have or those ones that have been able to adapt we've seen an influx but we've seen a shortage of workers you know because now business owners are starting to find out that they can run their business online with you know three or four people yeah and so it eliminates um people being in the warehouses so yes we are seeing a slow in influx of businesses but we also seeing a slow decline in businesses um that are offering um employment at the moment but we're working on trying to change that thanks uh, makes sense and also um i just wanted to know your thoughts on uh, universal basic income like um andrew young who's uh who's running for the um He's, he's the candidate for the mayor in uh, New York City. And um, he did mention that um, like a universal basic income will uh, transform your uh, mindset of nastiness into mindset of optimism. Now, uh, mm-hmm. do you agree with that? Do, do you think that um, universal basic income will uh, lower the suicidal uh, suicide rate? Um, well, that's a, that's a good question. Do the a universal income will actually put people on the same playing field? In a lot of ways, that can be detrimental, and it can be beneficial. Detrimental um, in the fact of you know those people that have worked extremely hard to get to where they're going. It's just like telling them you know your hard work don't mean anything, right? But in the same sense, it gives opportunities for those who are living in poverty, um, those who are less fortunate than others to, you know, be able to enjoy life um, in in a a different aspect. So I guess I guess there's the pros and cons to it. You know, Um, we want people to have a sense of self-worth and we want people to have a very fulfilling life as well. So for me, I guess it's like 50-50. I can I can see the see the benefits of it, but also can see the cons and it does it. But you know, will it lower the rate of suicide? Well, that one I can't really say for because there's many reasons why people commit suicide, right? But the number one cause is financial, you know, um debt and things like that. Will it will it change that? I don't know. I don't know, um, but it, I'm willing to see if it does. You know, I'm I'm willing to see if it does change that. And if that's if that's the case, then that means that we have to start focus on better employment with better pay for the people in our communities. Or if it's something different, well, either which way it goes, it's going to reveal. Um, it's going to reveal it, and we be able to address it as it as it comes about. That is. True, and I do, uh, I do agree with you. Um, also, uh, Tony, uh, like like you mentioned, uh, like financial reason, because uh, 
like individuals who are struggling financially, mm-hmm. uh, this can lead to uh, the, like depression, mental problems, uh, suicidal thoughts. Um, I just want to hear uh, your advice and uh, tips. Like, what's your advice on people uh, who are struggling financially and uh, how can they uh, get out of their financial struggles? Well, um, if, if you're struggling financially, try to figure out um, how to bring in another source of income. See, the key to success is having multiple streams of income. So if you have, say, for instance, five streams and three of those five streams happen to one day, you know, to slow down, you still have two, right? You have two left over. I would say explore side hustles, um, explore your creativity, try to figure out how to turn it into something um, profitable. And that's figuring out who your general audience is, your niche, and finding out what they need, supply and demand, and taking an idea and running with it, not being afraid to fail. And then from there, once you get that up and running, start another one, right? So if you're struggling financially, you don't have to. They print money every day. And it's just a matter of figuring out what's going to generate that money. And then once you can figure out that, um, you can begin to peck away at your financial um, situation. But it takes you um, to turn that around. You know, it really does. It takes the individual to turn that around. And it takes a team to make it come into fruition. So figure out what it is. Generate that Generate that um, side hustle. And- and then you generate another one, and then you generate another one, and then let it work for you. I I agree. I, um, thank you so much, uh, Tony, uh, for that for sharing that advice and the tips. Um, we are almost near the end, uh, mm-hmm. and um, I would love to have you on the show again. Um, and yeah, and uh, I just uh, want to. Uh, I, I wish nothing but the best for uh, memories of us as well as you. And uh, hopefully, um, I am looking forward to uh, collaborate with you down the road as well. Um, I just um, I feel like uh, this is yeah, this is like you mentioned, uh, people to support one another, help each other uh, more than before. And uh, yeah, no, definitely, uh, Tony. Uh, thanks, sir. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, I look forward to collaborating with you more. Just let me let's 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 set it up, man. Let's set it up. I look forward to it. Oh yes, uh, I will. Uh, I'll definitely uh, keep you updated, and I will have. Uh, I would love to have you over on uh, the show again, and uh, yeah, yeah uh, definitely, I'll. Uh, just uh, we'll we'll keep in touch on um, social media or uh, email, definitely. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you again, sir, and uh, have a wonderful day. <laughs> hey, you as well. Uh, pardon me, sorry. Can you repeat that? Uh, I said thank you again for having me on. Oh yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, very welcome. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And um, so folks, thank you so much for tuning in.
to uh, Talking BizTech. Uh, do not forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell for more podcasts like this. And if you want to be a part of uh, Tony Lynch's uh, community, the, his email address is in the description box. And um, if you want to purchase the membership of Revealio, the link is down in the description box as well. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day.